It's always a pleasure to say hello to our good friend, Phil Kornbluth, longtime friend of the program. He joins us from South Carolina Sports Talk. as uh, He's down in Atlanta still, covering the Gamecocks, who had their time in the spotlight today. He joins us on the Big O Tires Hotline. Phil, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. How's everybody with you? Big thumbs up. It's a, it's a warm afternoon today in Knoxville, but you, I'm sure you're no stranger to that. Tell me, how much did you enjoy a much shorter drive, uh, I guess, to Atlanta as opposed to all the way to Hoover? <laughs> well, distance-wise, you know, it is shorter, but I'm not sure time-wise it's any shorter as I try to navigate my way around Atlanta. Fair right point. Now, we've cleared out. You know, as you know, they forced everybody out of Radio Row at 2, and I mean, our work was done in the main room after South Carolina's players came through, so I cleared out and trying to get to my broadcast location, and I could probably uh, drive to Hoover by the time it takes me to get to where I'm going. Goodness. Well, how did you feel the Gamecocks handled the spotlight today? You know, I thought they did a really nice job. Um, Will's gotten better and better every year in terms of standing up in front of the media. Of course, he was used to that when he was in Florida. But, you know, I think confidence in front of the mic comes with confidence in your team and and what you're going to put on the field. And I think he thinks he's going to put a pretty decent team on the field this year. Got to fix a couple of areas. But otherwise, I think they'll be, in his mind, I think they'll be uh, fairly competitive and can give uh, Georgia a, a run in the East. And, and who knows? I mean, their goal, of course, is to win the East and get to Atlanta and go from there. Phil, I was in the camp that if, if Will Muschamp can't succeed at Florida, he won't at South Carolina. And, and clearly, to date, I've been wrong. And I wonder, from your perspective, I know that you weren't covering him closely at Florida, but how do you think he's different as South Carolina's coach compared to what he was like at Florida? Well, first of all, Jimmy, I've never known you to be wrong before, so oh, wow. I'm taken back by that comment. Ask John. Uh, <laughs> secondly... Um, yeah, not knowing his deal at Florida, uh, though I did see some media stuff with him at Florida where he, he seemed wound tighter than a tennis ball at times. Um, at South Carolina, there's not quite the spotlight that's on you at Florida. It's just two different programs. Mm-hmm. Now, if he could get South Carolina into the playoffs on a regular basis and make them a national program, that that might change, though I do think that the atmosphere in Columbia maybe is a, is a little bit different. But, you know, he came into South Carolina, was given a lifeline by Ray Tanner, and has totally dedicated himself into this program in every aspect of it, recruiting, coaching, public relations, media appearances, whatever the case may be. And they've, they've given him everything that he's asked for or that he needs practice fields, indoor facility, new football ops building coming up, improvements around the stadium, uh, you know, whatever he has needed to build this program, he's gotten. So I think he's very grateful to Ray Tanner for giving him the opportunity, and I think he's returning that in kind with not only his effort but his loyalty to being at South Carolina for the long term, uh, assuming that things go well. And there's no reason to think that they won't go well. He's taking steps to improve his offense. As he said today, and I think one thing where he's different based on what he said today, maybe in Florida he tried to be more than he was. And he said in South Carolina he knows he's a good defensive coach, he knows he's a good special teams coach, and he knows he's a good recruiter, and he is coaching to his strengths. And thus, 
he's letting others pretty much handle the offense. How much of a difference do you think having Debo Samuel back? I guess he played three games a year ago before the leg injury. How much difference can he make for this, not just the offense, because he was a terrific kickoff return man. So how much difference can he make for this team? Well, it's huge. I mean, considering they lose Hayden Hurst, who was a big part of their offense, and they get Debo Samuel back, that's pretty much a wash when you talk about production. A healthy Debo Samuel in this offense should mean 75 catches for well over 1,000 yards and his propensity for scoring touchdowns. This was a guy who his senior year in high school, if my memory serves me right, at Chapman High School up in Inman, South Carolina, I believe he scored over 20 touchdowns as a high school senior. So one of his uh, one of the things on his reputation coming out of high school was his ability to get to the end zone, and that has been sustained in college, especially with what he did last year. So his return, a healthy return, and his involvement for all season will mean big things for the Gamecock offense. And you know that Jake Bentley uh, will be seeking him out as much as possible. South Carolina, I think, is ahead of the curve as, as where it is and in going into year three with Will Muschamp after getting to a bowl game year one, nine wins last year. A lot of expectations now, possibly to either match nine or get to ten. Phil, do you think this team is ready for the expectations as opposed to being a very pleasant surprise? I do, because it's an older team, too. When you look at the lineup, you look at the two deep, you see a lot of great beards there, guys who've played a lot of football in South Carolina. So it's not like you're dealing with a situation that he walked into with a lot of young guys, like a, a Jake Bentley straight out of high school uh, and other key position players who are just young. Coaches love it when their teams grow up, and this team has grown up. So this is kind of a year where it needs to get done because of the the losses that they will suffer after this season. Plus, you know what else is interesting? You look at the preseason publications, you look at the preseason watch lists, and you're seeing more and more South Carolina players pop up there. You weren't seeing that in the previous year. So that says that they are developing players, getting better players, and those players are getting noticed. And you only get noticed if you produce. So I think this is a team with this schedule, which I think is a favorable schedule, that indeed has a chance to win 10 games. Now, you got to play great football, of course. you got to beat Georgia at home. I mean, the only game that I look at on their schedule based on today's situations at the two schools would be the Clemson game up there because Clemson just looks so doggone good, and they've handled South Carolina with ease the last two years. I mean, Georgia at home can be a winnable game. Going to Florida... If they're in a good position at that point, that could be a winnable game. So Kentucky has been a spur in their side in recent years. They probably figure it's about time they end that losing streak, but they'll have to do it on the road. But anytime they play Vandy and Kentucky on the road, I think that gives them a chance to have a good road slate in the SEC. So I can see this team getting the nine wins regular season, possibly ten. And if they're there, then you got to think about the possibility of them playing in Atlanta in December. Bentley, Samuel, and Wanham were the representatives today in Atlanta. Who was the best Gamecock player or most important Gamecock that wasn't in Atlanta today? T.J. Brunson, linebacker. He replaces Sky Moore in terms of his leadership on defense. He was already a starter. He's been a big-time player for them since he walked on campus. He didn't walk on, just they signed him out of a 
local high school, but he's been a player for them from the beginning, and he assumes an even bigger role now with Sky Moore gone. He is a defensive voice, and he's also a playmaker. We're talking about a guy who will be well over 100 tackles this season uh, if everything goes well for him. So I would say a guy that uh, you didn't hear from today, but you should hear a lot from during the season is T.J. Brunson at linebacker. Phil, how would you evaluate South Carolina's defensive personnel? Getting better, uh, getting bigger, and getting better. They're pinning a lot on Javon Kinlaw to have a big season, to plug up the middle of the defense, keep the offensive linemen off the linebackers, and let the linebackers make plays. Um, so that will be key. I think how they develop the backups on the defensive line will be important, and how they uh, bring along some guys at safety will be important. They need a player like Jalen Dickerson to get healthy. He was a guy as a freshman last year who would have played, but he had a shoulder injury that just would not heal. So they couldn't use him. Muschamp says he's good to go now, so that'll be a bonus. They brought in a couple of transfers with experience. Nick Harvey should play a lot at corner coming from Texas A&M, and JT Ebay should uh, should should play a lot, if not start at safety, after starting at uh, at Rice for three years or two years. And now he's got to overcome a, a, a hip surgery that he had uh, not too long ago um, in the off season. But Muschamp believes he'll be he'll be cleared sometime. I think in the early part of um, of camp. So they hope to have him ready to go. That back end of the defense after losing players from there after last season. Uh, that's an area of concern because, again, they got to replace some good players who left. So it sounds like if you were to identify the biggest strengths, you'd say quarterback and Debo Samuel, and if you were looking at potential weakness, it might be the secondary? Yeah, I think you've nailed it there pretty well. And I think that, uh, you know, Jake has – and I filled out my ballot today for the preseason and all SEC, and I, I didn't want to come across as a homer. I never do. But uh, I couldn't put Jake – there's, I just, I had to go with um, Drew Locke and Nick Fitzgerald at quarterback because I, I just their, their numbers and their individual performances were just too much for me to overlook. Now, Jake can have that kind of a year. He can have a huge year uh, if he's uh, improved in in some areas. And he said today that they expect to be a an offense that will take more shots down the field, and he feels like he's ready for that. But I, I, you know, he'll be the key. And it's always the quarterback now. And if he's really good and on his game, then they'll be good on offense. We got to see Hayden Hurst climb through the uh, the draft charts and picks when all was said and done. How difficult will he be re- to replace? Well, they've got people. Casey Crosby um, coming off a, a leg injury very similar to um, what Debo had. Uh, they'll be counting on him a lot. Uh, they'll be counting on um, uh, Pollard to uh, to step it up and finally contribute. A kid that was is out of uh, Georgia, out of Moultrie, Georgia, and uh, uh, Muschamp said he's in the best shape of his uh, career. So they're expecting him to uh, contribute a lot more this coming season. Um, they've got a guy named um, August who was a, a walk-on who's been with the program now three years. Again, he's a body, not much of a receiver. He's a body. In terms of receiving yards and catches, the best um, target will be Casey Crosby. He's that athletic tight end 
that can can help in that area. You know, he's not a Hayden Hurst because obviously uh, he was a first rounder and a dynamic receiver and playmaker for them. But I think Casey Crosby can uh, of the entire tight end group. He's the one that can give them a, a boost there in terms of receiving uh, and maybe even get them into the situation where he's taking some um, of those little passes in the backfield and turning them into rushing yards. Hey, Phil, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Um, good luck enjoying the last couple of weeks of summer before practice starts, if you get that opportunity, and we can't wait to talk to you again. Well, thank you. I hope I didn't talk too much. I didn't hear much from Jimmy, so I hope I didn't uh, steal his airtime. You're A-OK. You were fine. All Phil. right. <laughs> <laughs> good luck getting no, out of Atlanta. You know I love seeing you guys. You, you look great. You get younger. Every time I see you, and I'm going the opposite direction, but uh, look forward to crossing paths with you during the season. Sure do appreciate it, Phil. Be safe. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, guys. Thank you.